morning and welcome to worship on this 24th Sunday after Pentecost. A big word of thank you to our bells for sharing our prelude music this morning. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available on our website if you'd like to follow along. Um, you can find that at oslme.com. In preparation for this time of worship, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on as a part of our worship. We begin our worship in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved. Amen. Let us join in a prayer of confession. Holy One, we confess that we are not awake for you. We are not faithful in using your gifts. We forget the least of our siblings. We do not see your beautiful image in one another. We are infected by sin that divides your beloved community. Open our hearts to your coming. Open our eyes to see you in our neighbor. Open our hands to serve your creation. Amen. Beloved, we are God's children, and Jesus, our beloved, opens the door for us. Through Jesus, your sins are forgiven. By Jesus, you are welcome. In Jesus, you are called to rejoice. Let us live in the promises prepared for us from the foundation of the world. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, How Firm a Foundation, hymn number 796.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Righteous God, our merciful Master, you own the earth and all its peoples, and you give us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you with justice and wisdom, and prepare us for the joy of the day of your coming through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from the Psalms, Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like glass, grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger, by your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath, our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are 70 years or perhaps 80 if we are strong. Even then, their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, so that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad as many days as you have afflicted us, as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be manifest to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and prosper for us the work of our hands O oh, prosper the work of our hands. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O oh Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. 
enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beloved siblings, grace and peace to you all in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not going to lie, this past week has been a doozy. The virus continues to rage. We've lost another beloved member of our community and the election process, whether you are elated or disappointed with the outcome, has left most of us exhausted. The words from the Psalm this morning are a welcome gift, a balm for my aching spirit. Lord, you have been a dwelling place for us in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. When I go through days or weeks or months like we've been through lately, when the world seems to be pressing in on all sides, when my vision is limited and narrow, God's word pulls me up and creates space for me to breathe and helps me to see beyond the edge of my own skin. Lord, you have been a dwelling place for us in all generations. Whether our troubles are short-lived or long-lived, we can be assured that they are bracketed on either side by the love and grace of God, grace upon grace from the beginning when God first created the world through to the day when God will bring a new heaven and a new earth into being and will wipe all of our tears away. Grace long before the world began, grace long before the challenges of today arose, Grace to satisfy us in the morning. Grace for when the evening shadows lengthen and the busy world is hushed. Grace at our beginning. Grace at our ending. And most importantly, grace for all of the time in between. Grace for today. It's those in-between times that I find the most challenging 
when things are most uncertain, when the way forward is not always clear, I can about feel myself constricting and shrinking. What does faithful living look like at times like these, in the in-between times? What are we to do with? How are we to respond to the lavishness of God's grace poured out upon us? These are the questions that are at the heart of Jesus' story this morning. It's a story, a parable, that he tells near the end of his life. Jesus wants to prepare his disciples for the future when he will no longer be present with them in person. The story aims at helping them imagine anew what life could and should be like in the time between his ascension and his eventual return. The parable of the talents, as this story is known, has some challenges, and I want to acknowledge those right up front. The ways in which this parable assumes an enslaved population and uses them as moral examples is highly problematic for us who live in a country that continues to deal with the ongoing consequences of our history of slavery. Second, the punishment doled out to the third slave is unusually harsh. And if we understand the master in the story to be Jesus, as I think we are supposed to, then the punishment is all the more harsh. Finally, the use of monetary images leads to an oversimplified view that life in the kingdom and that our relationship with God is somehow based on transactions, as though God is keeping up a divine ledger book. But despite these problems, let us not shy away. A man was going on a journey, and he summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another three talents, and to the third he gave one talent. A talent, it should be noted, is a ridiculously large sum of money. It was worth about 30 pounds of gold, or the equivalent of a day laborer's wages for 20 years. We might wonder about the unequal distribution of the talents and the worthiness of the slaves to receive and manage such a gift, but the parable isn't interested in this part of the story. We don't know why the master does what he does. To dwell here would obscure the point that the master simply decided to entrust all three of the slaves with an enormous amount of his resources. Nor is this a story about investment strategies. Jesus' use of such a large sum of money is hyperbolic. It is an amount almost unimaginable to his hearers, and so it points us beyond any kind of literal economic interpretation. The moral or lesson of this story is not about how to double your money. Instead, the story points us in the direction of the question, Having been entrusted with such abundance from the master, what should the slaves do while the master is away? This parable is really a variation on a theme that Jesus introduced way back at the very beginning of his ministry in the Sermon on the Mount. There, Jesus had told the disciples and the crowd, you are the light of the world. 
A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We have received grace upon grace, faith, hope, love, forgiveness, reconciliation, healing, and eternal life, grace given to us in our baptism. These are the riches of the kingdom. And just like the lamp is meant to be placed on a lampstand so that the whole house can benefit from its light, so are the riches of the kingdom meant to be used and shared widely. If love is hidden, buried away, it has no value. Likewise, if forgiveness is not extended to others, what good is it? We are, I think, too quick to try and turn this and other stories of Jesus into morality tales, stories designed to teach us how to get into heaven and avoid that place of outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. But to do so misunderstands Jesus, and not just his teaching, but his life. It must misunderstands why the Father sent the Son into the world in the first place, why the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus has flung wide the gates to the kingdom and shared abundantly the kingdom's treasures with you and with me. Already we have been invited and already we are living in the joy of the Master, in the joy of the Lord. The invitation, the opportunity we have during this in-between time is to use and share the gifts of God as widely as Jesus himself shared and used them so that others may know and experience the joy of the Lord too. As the old adage goes, the more the merrier. Joy will only increase as we share and give away the wealth and resources of the kingdom, as we name our hope, as we extend forgiveness, as we work towards healing and reconciliation. Despite the uncertainty or transitory nature of our current situation, it is not time to bury our treasure in the sand or let fear paralyze us. It is instead a time to find new ways to carry on the ministry of Jesus, new ways to stay connected with each other, new ways to feed and clothe our neighbors, new ways to grow in faith and love, new ways to share the love of God in Christ Jesus with a world that is in desperate need of good news. Beloved, Thanks be to God for all that you do to share faith, hope, and love in our community. Thanks be to God for all of the cards, emails, and texts you have sent, for all of the Zoom gatherings you have been a part of. Thanks be to God for all of the stitches you have made while sewing face masks or quilts or while knitting or crocheting prayer shawls. Thanks be to God for all of the food you have donated for our Thanksgiving meals. Thanks be to God for your support of our radio broadcasts. 
Thanks be to God for all of your prayers on behalf of the church, the world, and all those in need. Let us pray. O oh Lord, you have been a dwelling place for us in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity, you are God. It is your love and grace that have bracketed our lives. Your love and grace poured out on us at the font, your love and grace that leads us home, your love and grace that satisfies us in the morning and that helps us to count and use our days wisely, your love and grace that equips us to meet the challenges of today and teaches us anew how to let our light shine in a changing world. Prosper, O God, your work through our hands. Amen. We join together in singing our hymn of the day. I want to walk as a child of the light. Hymn number 815. We will sing verses 1 and 3 together.
Together, let us confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Longing for Christ's reign to come among us, we now pray for the outpouring of God's power on the church, on the world, on all in need. After each prayer petition, we sing together, Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord of the church, ignite your people with the passion of your love. By the fire of your Holy Spirit, unify us across ministries, congregations, and denominations, and refine us to participate in your good work throughout the world. Lord of creation, we stand in awe at the works of your hands and praise you for the beauty of nature. Bless the earth and heal it where exploitation has caused ruin. We pray to the Lord. observed Veterans Day this past week, we pray that you would guard the lives of active duty personnel and retired military. We pray especially for our own OSL military personnel, for Mitchell Cronk, Daniel McGrath, Ben Oakland, Brandon Raisler, and Kelly Sandusky. We pray, O oh God, that you would comfort all who mourn for those who have died in the line of duty and heal the wounds, both physical and mental, that have been experienced by service members. Lord of the stranger, stir up holy restlessness in us to extend love to those at the margins. Release our desire for control and open us up to learn from the perspectives of others. Lord of love, we pray that you would bless Tyler and Melissa Natz, who were joined in marriage yesterday. May their life together show forth your love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, listen to your children. 
indeed search out those who cry to you in distress and encourage them with signs of your loving care. Pour out your healing spirit upon those we know to be in need today, especially Lali Valdis, Deb Johnson, and Shirley Hine. And we lift up the families of Carolyn Barnhart and Lloyd Holton and Scott Kingsett. Strengthen healthcare workers, public health officials, and other frontline workers as they continue to lead us through this pandemic. We pray to the Lord. especially for Carolyn Barnhart, Scott Kingsett, and Lloyd Holton. Rouse us to live by their example. Receive our prayers in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, until that day when you gather all creation around your throne, where you will reign forever and ever. We pray to the Lord. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a greeting of peace with any you are gathered with this morning as we send our peace and love to you. Peace be with you. We thank you for your continued generosity and for all the ways that you support the work of helping those in need here in our community and in our ongoing ministry at our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways and work of Jesus. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have yet to gather bread and wine or juice, I invite you to do so now as we sing together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful.
goodness, generations have turned to you, gathered around your table and shared your abundant blessings. Number us among them, that as we gather these gifts from your abundance and give thanks for your rich blessings, we may feast upon your very self and care for all that you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our sovereign and servant. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. God has shared the riches of the kingdom with us here at this table, we partake of those gifts. I invite you to share the gift of communion with those you are gathered with or to receive these gifts yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion with one another, we hear a gift of special music from our OSL bell choir they will be playing for us for the beauty of the earth.
our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in this simple meal you have set a banquet. Sustain us on the journey. Strengthen us to care for the least of your beloved children. And give us glad and generous hearts as we meet you on the way. Amen. Now may the God of all creation, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved, who strengthens us for service, may the God of all creation give you reason to rejoice and be glad. And the blessings of God, sovereign Savior and Spirit, be with you today and always. Amen. As I brief you, the ministers of OSL, I share a couple of um, invitations. The first is that we are once again um, gathering together items for Thanksgiving baskets. We'll be packing 25 Thanksgiving baskets, meals for families in need in our community. If you would like to donate food items, please call the church office to sign up so we can keep track of our collection. And if you prefer, you are welcome to make a financial donation toward this effort. If you'd like to leave the shopping to us, food items and any donations should be dropped off or sent in this next week. A second invitation to our OSL families. You are invited to an Advent drive-through blessing on Sunday, November 29th from 10.30 until noon. Denise, our Director of Children and Family Ministry, along with Pastor Sarah and I, will be handing out um, family Advent activity, a Christmas tree blessing, as well as a couple of Christmas treats. We hope that you will be able to stop on by. We have been sending out periodic emails with information about worship, education, and service opportunities. If you are not receiving those email correspondence, you would like to, we can hook you up. Please contact the church office and we can add your email to that list. Uh, you can call or email the office at office at oslme.com and you can find that contact information on our website as well. I remind you, as always, that if you have a prayer concern, please reach out to us. Your staff, your parish nurses, your pastors, we are here for you. All of our contact information can be found on our website, once again, at oslme.com. Our worship concludes this morning as we sing together our sending hymn, Light Dawns on a Weary World, hymn number 726.
Beloved of God, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.